0: Did anyone see that Brian Boyle goal? Thank you, Drooper, for that intro, and welcome to the Penguins Collective Podcast. My name is Louis Vittorio. I am joined with my brother and co-host, Josh Vittorio. And we are two brothers who love the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. We love talking hockey, but Josh, we are not analysts. We are not professionals. We're just two fans that love talking about going on the highs, going on the lows, which we are currently going through right now with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So let's get Started. Let's talk about it, Josh. Any news? What's going on with the Penguins organization right now?
1: A lot and a little at the same time. Uh, nothing, nothing too big. But the biggest news was that the Penguins extended a contract to Big Jeff Carter for two years with an average annual salary of three point one two five million dollars. Which wow. Pretty nice payday for a gentleman. We were just talking.
0: We were just talking. He he's never made a lot of money in his career per his skill set. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's consistently scored twenty plus goals in all of sixteen years of him playing hockey. It's pretty impressive. He comes to the Penguins. Fourteen years. 14 years. Okay, two years off. Get off yeah. me, right? Oh, should I not just say we're not analysts? Just fact-checking you here, that's all. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We have Jim for that right now. <laughs> I'm just stating facts, Jot. Well, not facts, because I was corrected. You're but right, I'm just incorrect. stating things, all right? You, you need to get off my back. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, for, for the... For the amount of, like, skill that he has, he doesn't really get paid. He comes to the Penguins from L.A., doesn't miss a beat, just hops on the Penguins' train and is going. So congratulations to him. And we all – so he finishes off this year, and then he's on for another two years. Two years. Yep, that's correct. So, I mean, pretty good. I like it. I'm, I'm happy about that. I think he is worth it. I think he's he's really good in his position, and glad to see a uh, big Jeff Carter stay for a couple more years. Yeah, um, definitely the um,
1: uh, outperformed what I expected from him when we when we signed him. But I mean, I will definitely take whatever he is uh, he is contributing, and uh, I love that there was a uh, a little t- uh, quote here from Ron Hextall after signing jeff carter he's he said quote we weren't even looking at anyone's contracts he walked into my office and told me he doesn't care what i think he's saying two more years he made me sign a folded up bud light platinum case flipped me off and walked out
0: end quote i wish i wish that was true that would be amazing how funny how funny would that actually be if he was like, no, 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 that was, that's rumored true, that's 100. percent He would be the ultimate sports legend.
1: He would, he would be up there with, um, <laughs> I forget the name of the Boston Red Sox player who apparently ate like, like 100 chicken wings and drank like 50 beers in a airplane flight. It's a crazy story. How Look long it was up. the flight? I, I think it was like from Boston to California, like it was one of those.
0: Oh, it was like one of the long flights, and he was yeah. like, all right, guys, yeah, bring We're, my weight and chicken wings. <laughs> Uh,
1: But continuing with the news, um, with uh, Jake Gensel's assist on Brian Russ's goal the other night. Yeah. He became the fastest player in his draft class of 2013 to reach 300 career points. And he did so in 338 games.
0: So not not too shabby for Jake. The snake, Gensel. What, what was his nickname? Jake and Bake. Jake, mine was Jake, Jake and bake. bake. Jake and, Jake and Jake bake the snake Gensel. is the real one. Yeah, Jake and Bake is – is no, he's really good. Uh, so not that many people know this if you're just looking from the outside in. Jake Gensel has always been good. We, we've watched him in person in Wilkesbury, and yep. he is just a phenomenal player. He was putting up record numbers in the AHL. He was constantly the number one in the uh, uh, scoring for the AHL. So much so that when his first year got called up to Pittsburgh, he was gone for like two months. He was still number one in scoring in the AHL while playing in the NHL. So if that doesn't say anything about how good he is, I don't know what else there is. Because he was—he's been consistent. He's been consistent since he got into the organization.
1: Yeah, and I mean. The biggest name I think from the 2013 draft is obviously Nathan McKinnon. And he hasn't, and he got to 300 career points in 371
0: games. Oh, so so Josh, are you, are you, Jake? Nope. I'm not saying, saying, are you saying that Jake Ensel is better than Nathan McKinnon? No, those are not the words I said. (laughs) What I said was, well, Josh, I just want to make sure the people that are listening to this specific podcast knows that. Josh, my brother, believes that Jake Gensel is better than Nathan McKinnon. Is that what you're saying here on this podcast right here, right now? No. Because it, it sounded like that's what you're, where you're going with it, Josh. And no follow-up, just straight up no. I know. Way <laughs> to keep the banter going, Josh. This well, is entertaining podcasts right here, because, right now. No, honestly, if you... If you
1: take McKinnon and put him on the Penguins, he would have accomplished this in I mean, like we less imagine? than
0: 300 games. <laughs> could we imagine? We'll talk about contracts, but hey, McKinnon, are you looking to come home with your with your good old pal Sidney?
1: Kohabah Brothers.
0: Cole Harbor Brothers.
1: I don't know why he did Boston accidentally. I there, know. But... He <laughs> did
0: Boston and kind of like uh, like a weird Canadian. Kohaba. <laughs> It's all right. All right. So Jake Ensel, he scored. He He's obviously really good. I don't think there's much we can say about it. He's just super good. All right. Jake. Jake, that was well, crap. Jake and Jake, Bake. Jake and Bake. So we go from Jake and Bake. Jake and Bake. bake congratulations. Stick to FCU.
1: Who got his 300th point on Brian Rust's uh, goal, which leads to this news oh, that boy. Brian Rust was just announced third star of the NHL. For the month of January.
0: Look at him go. Well, I mean, he could have been. Could he have been the star of December? He was. He was putting up points in December, was he? Yeah, not? but it it was late December. Still, though. Still, I mean, I thought you were about to say that uh, he was like on the co- COVID list or something. Well, speaking of COVID lists. Oh wait, and- hold on. <laughs> Hey, can we back up that? Can we back up that Segway bus real quick? Can we back it up? Beep, beep,
1: beep. Speaking of COVID, Josh. Today, February 1st. What a delay. (laughs) Chad Ruweedle was added to COVID protocols.
0: Come on. Come on. Ruido Dang it. I mean, he's been playing decent, so he will be missed. Yeah. It just it. It's he's just not frustrating. Playing like Matheson, for, for instance, but it's just frustrating because
1: it's like just one like we kind of have our lines set yeah. up and it's it, we're getting some continuity and then this happens. This happens. And, I mean, previously it was Teddy Bluger getting hurt and, you know, guys in and out. But...
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it sucks. I mean, I'm kind of upset that it happens, but I'm ha- happy because continuing with what's happening in the, in the league and with the Penguins, we're going on an all-star break. So, we're playing the Capitals on Tuesday night, and then we're off for a complete seven days. Yeah. Now, with if he's asymptomatic or if he's not showing any signs, he's going to be fine by next Tuesday. Yeah, in five days. So, like, I mean, yeah, it sucks that he's out for um, tonight's game against the Washington Capitals. We record on Tuesdays. So that's why I'm referring to the game as tonight. But... He'll be back next Tuesday. So I'm I'm completely okay with it. Um, obviously, T's and P's to Chad Ruido, but I'm sure he's going to be A-OK. So, Josh, we signed—I have almost forgot his name—Big Jeff Carter <laughs> to a two-year contract. Now, we were talking earlier in the year how we can afford Brian Rust, and that's what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the All-Star game— it's it's in Las Vegas and there's going to be things there, but we'll get to that if we if, maybe at the end of the podcast we'll talk about the Vegas All Star Game. Let's talk about contracts. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Penguins, Josh. We're a Penguins podcast. Let's talk about the Penguins. We signed Jeff Carter to a two-year deal. Now that got me kind of worried because we were talking earlier in the in the podcast earlier in the year about how can we afford. Brian Rust, who is the third star of the month, who is on fire right now. So do like is this a sign of, hey, we're not going to be able to sign Brian Rust. This is just letting everyone know we are not able to sign Brian Rust. Is this what you think the Penguins organization's direction is? Or is this, what what do you think of the signing, and what it means to the rest of the organization?
1: Well, this is just my personal opinion, and, and I have no factual research on it. But um, A, it's a good move for the team. B, it's a good move for the organization. Um, but in terms of securing Rust long-term, as well as re-signing Malkin and Latang and any other players they they want to get, which we'll speak about in a little bit, but the one thing that is was noted about Jeff Carter's extension was that it is front loaded, meaning that most of the salary is is hitting the cap uh, next year. So, just it's kind with of the, like worrying about it later problem. Well, no, worrying about it now problem. You're paying it now, paying it in the near future as opposed to down the road. But okay, so that might help out with the Brian Russ situation because I was looking at other contracts on the Penguins roster for next season, the season where the most of Jeff Carter's extension is hitting the books, right? Um obviously, Crosby's salary is the same. eight point seven all the way across. Right. Um, but the other guys that are are signed, uh, Gensel, um, Dumoulin, all of those guys, they have a lesser amount in the next couple of years. Okay. Than they than they normally do, so I think that helps us. We used it. We used that space with Jeff Carter's extension. So makes me wonder, will there be enough money? for the other three guys. And if there is, it'd be interesting to see how they handle the contracts. Will those be front loaded to hit the the cap in the next upcoming years or will it be back loaded, hitting it, you know, four, five, six years from now? Be interesting. Ron Hexel, uh this was why he's he was brought in and uh he'll be earning his
0: paycheck for sure. So, yeah, let's talk about the three guys you mentioned that um, we need to sign. So we got Evgeny Malkin coming up, pretty huge. Chris Tang, pretty huge. And Brian Rust, pretty huge. So these are the three main contracts that all Penguins fans are looking at as of right now, whether to freak out, whether or not to freak out. So we have to sign all three. Now, Josh Yo from the Penguins have said, that it's going to be near impossible, his quotes, it would be near impossible for the Penguins to sign all three. And they almost certainly have to ship a contract out, whether it be Marino, Matheson, or Zucker.
1: Please, though, either of the last two. Keep Marino.
0: I will honestly, I think for the last couple weeks, you have a clear, clear choice of those three. Zucker has been underperforming all season long. Matheson just hit his stride. Marino has always been a solid defenseman. He's putting up points. He's working his way up the roster. I believe he's our future defenseman as well as with uh, Dumoulin. So the clear choice to get rid of – to ship a contract out is Zucker. Zucker – if we move Zucker, which don't be surprised if we do that at the trade deadline, we then could possibly afford Evgeny Malkin, who is willing to take a pay cut because he loves the black and gold, and he wants to win Stanley Cups. So he's willing to take a pay cut. And then we have to sign Chris Letang, who does not want to take a pay cut. And And playing great – He is playing great, which is I understand why he doesn't want to take a pay cut. He's like, I want to get paid when I'm due. Has he been taking pay cuts before? Well, so, well, define pay cut. I mean, he has been
1: taking less. Not taking what he could have. Yes, then yes. Yes, he has. Because he can easily be paid
0: top defenseman in the league. He Absolutely. I mean, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin have been known. They are the guys that GMs love because they're willing to work with the GM in order to build a Stanley Cup winning team. That is why you see guys nowadays transferring teams midseason. Not, oh, I'm not winning here. I want to move. See, they have the wrong mentality where they need to have the mentality of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin saying, no, 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 no. Build we'll take less if that means you get people in here so that we we can win the Stanley Cup here. So that is what Evgeny Malkin is doing right now. Chris Letang is saying, okay, time – I'm old. Let's get one big paycheck before I I head out. And I think that's completely fine. He's been playing phenomenal. He's definitely a top three defenseman in the NHL this year, I believe. This year, Um, yeah. This year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. I mean there's been other years where I've been like (laughs) – Derek Pouliot kind of hatred towards him, where I'm like, get him out. Now, if you don't know anything about Derek Pouliot, listen to our last couple of podcasts. You'll know I have an utter disgust of that man. But that's neither here nor there. Let's continue. So the last contract that we need to sign is Brian Rust. He is asking for $6 million. Well, more, actually. More than $6 million (laughs) for... Per year. As per year for six years. The dude wants his bread, and I get it. Deserves I, it. I get it. The dude is on fire right now. And that's the reason why, if you've been listening to this podcast, we've been saying, Oh, great, now how are we going to handle Brian Rust? Because in the beginning of the season, you're like, you know, is it the worst thing in the world if we lose Brian Rust? And now it's like, it is the worst thing in the world if we lose Brian Rust. Look. You have Sidney Crosby, who's 34, turning 35. You have Evgeny Malkin, who's late in in his 30s. You have Chris Lutang, guess what, in his 30s. We need the next wave. Well, Jeff Carter, I'm talking about the big three, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. So the big three, they're old. They're on their way out. Everyone knows it. Everyone wants them to retire as a Penguin. Now, we want to re-sign them all. Because it helps not only the room, but it helps with playoff pushes. You want veterans in there. You want leadership. These guys have been the leaders of the Pittsburgh Penguins for the last 10 years. So, of course, you want them in the locker room. You want to sign Brian Rust because him, Jake Gensel, and Marino and Dumlin are the next wave. They're going to be here for the next 10 years. So we have to make sure, and I know Ron Hextall is probably freaking out and tearing his hair out. How are we going to afford these guys? Do I get rid of Zucker? Do I trade him? Do I, do I just deal him away for draft picks? Because I know uh, Hextall loves developing the farm teams. So it's going to be very interesting, Josh, on what they do to afford these three guys and how to make them all happy so that way they stay
1: yeah i it's mean to, me, to be completely honest it's going to be very difficult like that like that uh, report that you said near impossible um you know one of the things that you mentioned was in the beginning of the year how are we going to re-sign rust it Maybe he'd take, you know, three, four million dollars. If not, he thinks he's a little worth more. Four and a half, five. No big deal. Okay, he starts playing well. Okay, all right. Yeah, this will be a little bit more challenging. And now he's red hot. Like you said, reports are stating that he wants six million per year, which I think is average for what he's doing. But he wants it for six years. No, I. that's not an issue. The issue is the annual... Average Income. like per year. So that's 6 million. The way right. they structure that determining on, you know, signing bonus and, you know, uh, anything, any other bonuses, the annual <clears throat> cap hit against the uh, Penguins could potentially be $6 million each year. Yeah. Which is crazy because if you think about it, like Malkin, he'd probably want somewhere in the same range. Um Crosby's already at eight million, so it's it's hitting the cap hard. So it's going to make yeah. it difficult. And if Russ keeps playing the way he's playing, and we don't do anything about his contract, that six million is just going to keep going up and up. That's going to turn. I don't turn think it it's seven. That.
0: I think I think it's going to be year wise. He knows the next team he's going to be on. I think it's going to be long. I don't think it's going. I don't think he minds taking a a pay cut. Well, six million is a is a pay cut. I think because I think
1: he genuine. I think he genuinely can get seven and a half per year in the open market.
0: I understand that, but they're not going to be for as long, which is but why I'm saying.
1: But that doesn't matter. It's still seven and a half per
0: year, whether he signs for one or six years. He still get seven and a half each year. No, no, no. I understand that, but I think I'm saying what's important to him. Is the length of the contract the longevity not the worth? Okay. Well, so hey, I mean, it'll be interesting I, to see. I I honestly believe that he wants to be a penguin. You could tell he wants to be there. He loves it. He I think he's he fits well with the team. He he plays penguin hockey, and it. I think we're going to sign him. I think we're going to do whatever it takes to get him. I don't think he's the priority. Yes. But I think he's on the – I think it's literally Chris Latang, Brian Rust, Evgeny Malkin as Ooh. priority. I'd switch the last two. I'd Evgeny, go Malkin. Malkin no, Malkin no, because we know Evgeny Malkin is going to resign. He's willing to take a pay cut. He's been open about that.
1: But that doesn't mean that he's going – that doesn't mean that he should be priority. I mean less of a priority. I think he I'm should be I'm not
0: saying – yeah, but it's also the level of importance because – we know we're going to sign of Malkin. It's the whether or not we're going to able to work with Chris Latang in order to get a contract. It's obvious that what's sorry, Brian Rust wants to work with us to be here. Honestly, what I would do was is lower the money just a bit, keep him at six years, and then add a no movement clause to make sure that he knows that he's not going anywhere. Make him feel a part of the leadership group. Make him feel like a cornerstone in the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I guarantee you, he will say yes to that. If he's anything where I'm thinking, like if I was a hockey player and I'm playing for the team that I love, obviously I have the side of being a fan, but I would be willing to take pay cut if that meant longevity. And I was like, oh, you want to, okay, make it eight years then. Bring it down to four, make it eight and no movement clause. And I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, and honestly, I
1: wouldn't be surprised if you actually see him sign, if he stays with the Penguins.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's a big if right now. Yeah,
1: I think he is actually more likely to sign a smaller contract to stay with the Penguins in years. Right. In years. Yes. Smaller contract in years to stay with the Penguins. Oh, and then, okay. And then when that comes up again,
0: he's gonna he's going to ask for big money. See, a lot of people are speculating that this year he should be asking for a big payday. Yeah, uh, I,
1: as he should. But what I'm saying, if he decides to stay, and like <clears> you said, d- decide to be in the cornerstone of the Penguins' future, um, well, opposite Jake Ensel, And I think, yeah, Jake Ensel is probably
0: yeah. – he's probably the next captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, 100%. And Rust will, will be the – Be the, the assistant. He'd be yeah. the Evgeny Malkin to Jake Ensel, Sidney Crosby. 100%. 100%. Agree with you completely. And that's where I I think if he
1: doesn't decide to take a huge payday elsewhere, he stays here for a couple more years, waits out one of the retirements, whether it's LeTang, Malkin, I don't want to say the third. Guys, man. And then from there, request more money. Well, here's
0: the thing. As of right now, all of this is going to be hypothetical. If we win the Stanley Cup, Josh, Ooh. we are in deep trouble. Ooh. Deep trouble. Like but, say we lose
1: but you will have guys like Boyle and Jeff Carter and say they're done. No, no, listen, listen. Who who will say, I want to finish, I want to finish my career there. I will take less. I will come there because I know if I come there, we got a chance to win. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Why? Why do you think a talent like Boyle sat all free agency and was like, "Yeah, because I'm going to take less"? Because he didn't have that
0: much talent.
1: No, no, no. What he does have talent, especially for what we're using him in—that lower, lower end line, three-four line. You don't need he's not a top line guy anymore like he was in Florida years ago. This is this is his role to play in and that I think that was a big part in it was that his interest level to be at a 3-4 line in let's say Montreal why yeah. I'm not I'm not playing th- third fiddle to those guys but he'll play third fiddle to well the actually fifth fiddle down
0: down in the, in Pittsburgh I think he literally is playing third fiddle <laughs> I think he's on the third line is he not no he's on the fourth he's on fourth the fourth line fourth line yeah
1: but that but I mean essentially when you count the importance going down <laughs> yeah, those he's lines down there.
0: I mean well, he's like eighth <laughs> which like, like you said to your point like on a team like the Penguins you don't mind playing on the fourth line exactly We just want to take a break from the podcast to talk about our favorite sponsor, Jupiter Coffee Co. You can go to their website, jupecoffee.com, that's J-U-P-C-O-F-F-E-E.com right now to try all of their flavors. They have a combo pack at a reduced price, so you can try all of their coffee, or if you want individual bags, you can do that too. Go to jupecoffee.com, that's J-U-P-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. For the perfect cup of coffee. Now let's get back to the episode. Because you know, especially with Coach Sullivan, right? Everyone knows. And if you watch behind the scenes, he kind of touches on stuff like this. He rewards playing time, just like every other coach in the NHL. But what I'm saying is you can tell he means the work ethic and all that. And if he sees that, you're playing, which we see Brian Boyle play, he has a phenomenal goal between the legs during uh, against Arizona. It was, and, and look, he was rewarded because then the next game he was playing a lot the next yes. game. So, and that's how Mike Sullivan works. And guys want to play for coaches like that. They want to prove themselves. Every athlete that you've ever heard of wants to prove themselves, even though they don't have to in okay. our standards, they don't have to uh, uh, impress anyone, but For them, it's like, no, 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 I want to show that I'm a valuable asset. I don't care. A lot of them care about paydays. But during the game, it's all about, I want to be recognized for what I'm doing. So Brian Boyle and people who want to come to the Pittsburgh Penguins know that they will get recognized for the skill set because they understand how the operations work in the Pittsburgh Penguins, which – Hopefully Chris Letang understands the operations of the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins because we need him. Now, They also there's reports of saying that he is willing to work with a short-term deal for a higher pay raise. A la I don't my want. plan, my, my idea with Brian Rust. I know, but Ryan Rust wants longevity. He, he wants longevity but also wants a payday, which I understand he deserves it. Chris Letang is like, guys, I just want to get paid. I want my money, which I understand. But last year, if you asked for this, I would have said, get your butt out of Pittsburgh. Have fun. I'll help you pack. But this year, I'm like, oh, you know what? You make a valid point, sir. You're playing well. You're a core of this team. I can't be hating on you. Maybe we can work something out. Now, Evgeny Malkin, I think, is a sure thing sign. He's, you know, we've heard behind the scenes like, oh, I I almost left in like 2012. It's like, and then you're just like, what? So I'm sure there's constant conversations going on. You could tell Evgeny Malkin loves being the guy here in, in Pittsburgh behind Sidney Crosby. So, I mean, some guys love that because all the pressure goes on Sid. He just has to come and perform and he's looking like a hero. So,
1: more so than ever since he's got yeah. back that power play,
0: fire, phenomenal, right? Exactly to your point, he's been helping the power play get even better. It's going to be real interest, real interesting to see Ron Hextall work all this out. Yeah. Now the biggest question for me is, hey, are we going to talk about Brian Russ now or wait until the end of the season? And I think that's where the Stanley Cup comes in play. Art, like I think Brian Russ will understand. Um, and like we said, we don't know what happens in the locker room. They could be saying, guys, we're going on a cup run. Don't talk about contracts right now. Guys, we are going for a cup run. Like Sidney Crosby. I remember when we were going back to back in 16 to 17, um, dad, what's his name? Matt Cohen. Matt Cohen. Was thinking about retiring and Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin had a sit down with him and said, we need you to come back because you're a great a leader in the locker room. You, we want everyone to come back because we are going to make a push. They said that in the offseason and then they did it. So I think I think those conversations are happening once again. We're like, guys, we have what it takes. We can do this. So maybe they're telling everyone, hey guys, we know you want to get paid, but we're we're going on a cup run, baby. Then ask for your payday. Let's get a cup first. You let's get your name engraved in the Stanley Cup once again. and then let's talk about signing your name. yeah.
1: and and one thing that I've always heard uh, when it comes to like athletes and their their contracts and their money is that the ones who deserve the money, the ones who are great won't talk about it throughout the year that they're playing. The, their Their mind is solely focused on the goal at hand. in hockey, it's it's obtaining the Stanley Cup. It's winning that championship. So I I believe if Brian Russ wants to get paid the way he wants to get paid, we will not be speaking to him during the regular season. And I think the same thing goes for the other two guys. I think, like you said, the whole team has an equal mindset right now of let's get this championship. We are so close. Let's go. And I think you're going to see the same with Ron Hextall at the trade deadline. If he, it, I think, Zucker, he, no, that's the thing. I think he's going to have a lot <laughs> of input from coach Sullivan in terms of continuity with the team. If he yeah. feels like it's good, don't mess with it. I Even sucker. I don't think you're going to see anything, anything done. But if, if coach says, you know what, if we can move these couple pieces and bring yeah. in, yeah. you know, Joe and Jimmy, I think they'll be good fits. We'll be okay. We can make this.
0: We can make this work. Now I can't speak for any other teams in the NHL. I could only speak for what I've seen in the Penguins. Now, when Jim Rutherford was our GM, and there was a behind-the-scenes clip, it was a trade deadline, and they were in a room just like the movie Draft Day, right? And everyone's talking and doing all these stuff. And Mike Sullivan was right there telling Jim Rutherford. I need speed. Get me speed. And then guess who we signed? Rodriguez. And I don't know if we traded for him. I think the first time, right? Didn't we trade him away and then we got him back? Was that him? There was a guy that we did that. Or Simone. I'm trying to figure out if it was Simone
1: or Rodriguez. Simone, I remember us trading to the Flames for like
0: a bag of peanuts. And then we signed him for a bag then, of peanuts in the season. Yeah, yeah. Two, well, two years so that, later. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, it worked yeah. out. Yeah, it did. So I think it was Rodriguez we dealt away. And then we got him back in a yeah. trade for peanuts. And I think that's what it was. And we're like, and I remember, I see, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about this. Jim will
1: work on this, and we'll touch base
0: next. We'll, we'll touch base. Podcast. But what it was is... As soon as the trade deadline like was over, Jim Rutherford looked at Sullivan and goes, you got your speed. So I think Sullivan is very clearly inside the uh, meetings with Ron Hexon, what we need, who needs to go, who who we can acquire, all from what I hear around the NHL. Penguins aren't really diving into these free agents, right? Correct they're just they're just there and they're just waiting to see what can they can get for these and this. I don't think they're actively searching. So don't expect like a a yard sale of players going here and there. It's going to be a real quiet trade deadline for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nothing crazy. So I I think it'll be a real quiet trade deadline across the league. No, I think it's going to be a little crazy. You're going to see some teams that are a little bit desperate. Watch out for some Canadian teams. I think they're going to make some crazy trades. Watch out for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Watch out for the Arizona Coyotes. Watch out for those kind of teams. They have a lot of guys that people want, and uh, I think they're going to be willing to give up a, uh, uh, you know, some worth to get. See, now
1: this is this is where like my mindset is a little bit different. I like to keep, I like to keep continuity. I like to keep the same guys, build for longevity, and you know, keep keep the core uh, together. So. My thought process is if I was a GM, we just had our team shaken up by the expansion draft in the off season, you know. You would want to stay. Stay stay put, stay the course.
0: We'll evaluate in the off season, we'll go. Yeah, but when your more. job is on the line as GM, you're like, all right, I gotta make something happen. Yeah, I guess. Because then I it's guess, not your fault. Because if yeah. you think about it, if you're a GM and you do nothing at the trade deadline and your team is still dead last, Now you're the fault because you didn't go out and do anything. But if you do something and then they didn't work out, you're like, well, that's the players and the coaches. Not me, buddy. I'm doing stuff. The coaches can't put a good team together. And um, that's kind of what you see with bad teams. They kind of make desperate trades, which that's what I think you'll see. Um, Not as crazy as like a couple years ago. Remember the year that Subban got traded for Weber? Oh, yeah. That was a long time ago. That was like four years ago, right? I think that was before longer. the pandemic. Uh, well, yeah, definitely before the pandemic. But, I mean, I think that was longer than four well, years ago. I just remember getting notified 4,000 million times Yeah. during that day where I was just like, the whole league is trading for everyone. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that was um, – There was a lot of, well, I forgot the guy's name, but there was a lot of trades, crazy trades that happened that year. But that was, that was also like one of the first times
1: that that was happening in the middle of, you know, everything.
0: Yeah. And I, I, and also you gotta consider like COVID because a lot of players are refusing to go to Canada and vice versa. So, um, So you got to consider that, like, do the guy that can the guy even go because of the whole situation? Because Canadian teams, you have to get vaccinated. Canadian teams, you have to do certain things. And some players, there are players around the league that have refused to go play in Canada. So, I mean, it's not a majority, so don't go freaking out about it. But there's some players, like, if you wanted to trade them, now you have to ask, are you willing to go to Canada? And then they go, no. So, crap, now I can't trade with the dying uh, Montreal Canadiens who want to make a deal with me because this guy refuses to go. So, it's it's a little complicated, which is why I think you'll see some crickets during that day. But I think there's going to be some trades that you're going to be surprised by, that's all. Nothing crazy, but something to be like, oh, okay, didn't know they were interested in that, but by all means. But for the Pittsburgh Penguins... You're just gonna see Zucker go. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're gonna see. Uh, Jim just told me that was the
1: uh, 2016 season. That trade. Okay,
0: not too far ago. No, not, not too far ago. off.
1: You were, you you said four. That's about five, five years ago.
0: Yeah. So. Everyone, get off my back,
1: right, Jim? Uh, get Jim, off my back. Jim was helping you.
0: I was on your back. Pay cut. Pay cuts are on. All right, Josh, you want to talk about the All Star Game or no? It's up to you. I will put this on you. I would like to talk about it after the fact. Okay. So, all right. As, like I said before, the Pittsburgh Penguins will not be playing besides tonight, Tuesday night, against the Mon- uh, Montreal. Yeah. I wish. Easy win. No, we're playing the... Uh, Don't even get the- me started on easy wins. Because uh, that
1: Kraken game frustrated me.
0: They're an expansion team, okay? It should be Josh. An, It should be a W... Josh. The last three games have been frustrating. That's why we didn't even want to talk about it because they've been close and whatever. Who cares? We talked about contracts today. So all you people who say we don't talk about contracts and we don't talk about stats, you're welcome. All right? This podcast was for you today. But no, our last three games sucked, which I hope we can win um, tonight against the Washington Capitals. It's going to be a good game. Uh, Crosby's two goals away uh, from – 500, right? 500. 500, give it 500, goals. 500, 500 goals. goals. 500 goals. 500 goals. 500 goals. How crazy would it be if he gets it against Ovi? That'd be sweet. That'd be good. While Ovi's chasing Gretzky, Crosby's like, guess what, buddy? I'm, I'm still the here. getting a Hall of Fame first, buddy. <laughs> I'm, still I'm getting here. In a Hall of Fame first. All right. Um, so, all right. Yeah. Penguins uh, will be playing tonight, and then we're off for a week. No Penguins games except for the All-Star game where Jake Gensel and Tristan Jari will show off their wonderful abilities in Las Vegas. And apparently on this trip, which don't get me started, I think is the dumbest idea. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> That's why I want to talk about it after. <laughs> I know. It's like, who the, who cares? We need a whole
1: episode on
0: it. Who cares? We have Kurt Russell's son being a goalie. I'm like, come on, shut up. Like, I don't care.
1: Um, I just <laughs> uh, one, one thing that when you said uh, Tristan Jari showing off his skills— uh, one thing I thought about was, I forget which game it was, I'm blanking on it, but the commentator for um, the Sportsnet, Pittsburgh Sportsnet, he was like, Tristan Jari has been playing out of his mind. He's been so good. One of the best in the league, if not the best goal, the opposing team. Like, literally, as yeah. soon as he finished know, that sentence. I
0: know, uh, that, that's Aerie, Bob Airy Bob Aerie, yeah. I love Bob Aerie. I think he's such a great color commentary. What is it? Color, color... Commentator? Color commentator.
1: Yeah. Damn. yeah. Uh, just like, it's oh, good. the commentator jinx. There it was right there. Oh I will never
0: effect. forget. All right. So if you go on YouTube and look up uh, like hockey commentator jinxes, it's probably the most entertaining thing. It's because all it is, is just like Luongo has been so good. And then like a slap shot. And then our, and then the, like everyone freaks out on the commentator in the booth and it's hilarious and then it's just like wow he's going to get a shutout this game and then boom
1: and <laughs> I you're love like
0: those. why on earth would you mention it but <laughs> yeah yeah so do that while you're not watching the All-Star game you I like, like
1: that little uh, subtle reference to Roberto Luongo
0: I love Roberto Luongo I
1: know you do it's all gold That's there. why that's why I, I I had to point that out there
0: <sighs> You know who I love more Josh Andy Kyoto. Andy Kyoto, who's a coach. Andy, you haven't responded <laughs> to my message, bud. I talk about you every podcast, man. I just want to ask you a few questions. Mainly just fangirl over you for the next, like, for 10 minutes. I don't know how long our interview would be. Whatever. Well, he's a busy man. We won't want to take up too much time. You know of what time. he's doing right now, everyone? He's building a Stanley Cup champion. Cause, uh, only one of those goalies are going to be, I feel like, all right. So I would ask him and I don't know how real he would be in this question, but if I was like, do you ever just give up on a backup? Oh no, you can't ask that. Well, no yeah, way. cause that directly affects his job. But what I'm yeah. talking about, is just like, like, have you ever like, you're working on the starter because that's important. But then, like, you see your backup failing and you're just like, dude, just you're going to catch up, but you're not like, you know, just go watch film. <laughs> just, just go watch film. Hey, you know what? We have uh, we have like the coach's son is just skating around. Why don't you go play with him for a little bit? That's probably as what you're you're best at right now. Just playing around. Anyway, we're getting way off topic. Josh, let's wrap yeah, this sorry. up. My apologies. All right. We covered everything. We covered all the contract. Con tracks. Uh, we're not playing for a week. What else? That's it. it. All star. Enjoy. To... Enjoy the break. Enjoy the week off. That's it. Don't okay. watch the all-star game. I'm gonna put a stand to it. I'm boycotting the all-star game this year. Wow. Week. Okay. I think it's so dumb. Like, there's a part of me that I just I just hate the all-star game. Save it. I just... Save it, Stan. Save it next week. Save it. Oh, boy, you guys are ready. You guys are in for a treat. I'm going to go on a rant. I say that now and I'm going to completely forget and you're just not going to hear anything next week. <laughs> like I feel bad for people who binge watch because I know people who binge watch, binge watch, binge, binge listen. listen. Yeah. And they're like, there's so many inconsistencies from episode to episode. I was like, yeah, because we forget what we talk about. <laughs> There's only a few times where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I said this. Let's talk about it. It's always like cliffhangers for everyone. But anyway, let's wrap up on this. I'll remember. I'll remember. Jim, write that down. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Penguins Collective podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, give us five stars, anything under three stars. Anything under three. I like it. We just don't like you. But give us nice stars. We love it. Like I said, it doesn't inflate our egos. What it does is help the algorithm so that other people can see the wonderful podcasts that we provide to you guys. Um, Josh, what else can they do? They can
1: find us wherever they listen to their favorite podcast, which if you have a favorite podcast that isn't ours, soon enough – It will be ours.
0: I promise. That is right. We've been getting so many more listeners and I'm super grateful for you guys. Keep on listening. Keep on liking. Don't forget to join our discord. We have a discord. um, So go on there. We talk about during games. We talk about things that are happening in the league. Go to discord slash the penguins collective And uh, we'll see you there because me and Josh are active on that. So we will constantly be talking to you if you go there. Um, Am I forgetting anything, Josh? That's everything. That's everything. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you in the next podcast. And as always, let's go Pens. Boycott the (laughs) All-Star.